0: Are you glad you got something this morning? You'll get something after this morning's service. So congratulations, happy Father's Day, Grandfather's Day, and I believe there's a great-grandfather this morning, so happy Father's Day. So we are celebrating not only fathers, but we celebrate all men uh, today. And I want to uh, take you to look at... Uh, the story of the lost son, the prodigal son, which people are very well aware of, but rather than making the focus on the son, I want to make the focus on the father. So, this morning, I want to give men a gift this morning, and I want you to put things into your toolbox, literally, for your life. I need you to put them into your life, and after the service, I want to pray for all men. So I want to read to you the, the parable. It's called the parable of the lost son. But really, it should be the parable of the incredible father. So here we go. Reading from Luke chapter 15, verse 12. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. This is a story that really has some cultural type of incredible significance. Back in those days when a son would come to his father and say, I want my inheritance now. It was really an unacceptable thing. It wasn't a pleasant thing. In fact, the son was saying to the father, I wished you were dead. I wish you weren't with me anymore so I can have my inheritance. That is an incredible situation. Can you imagine a father hearing that from his own son? I want my inheritance. I wish you were dead. I wish you weren't here anymore. I'm fed up with you telling me what to do. You keep pushing me around. I know you, you might think it's good for me, but no, I wish you were dead. Wow. Opens a whole different type of can of worms for us when we look at this story. I want my share of your estate now before you die. A few days later, this son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living so the son didn't wait he got everything he sold it all now culturally what would happen this was owned by a father so he had to divide the property he had to separate it he had to sell it so now that family only has half the income that it used to have they lived together in a village situation And they lived with mother, father, sons, daughters, cousins, uncles, aunties, grandfathers, grandmothers in a village compound. So they were all together. And this one son says, I want my share. I want it now. I wish you were dead. And the father obliges. Now, can I say, if my son came to me and said... I wish you were dead. That would be incredibly heartbreaking. And then to take resource that not only affected the initial family but the whole village, it would be a devastating thing. In fact, the whole village would then consider him no longer part of the family because of what the son had done. So there was wild living. About this time, his money ran out and a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. And we know this from a Jewish point of view that pigs were considered unclean and it wasn't done properly that a Jewish person would look after pigs. But he's in a desperate situation this son, things have changed. The young man became so hungry that he even Even the pods that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him and he obviously ate them but no one gave him anything. And when he finally came to his senses, when he finally realized this is a bad situation I'm in, this is what he says. He says, I will go home and I will return to my father and I will say to him, I am sorry father, forgive me for I've sinned. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like a hired servant. Because the son had noticed that when he was growing up, that the servants had plenty of food, in fact, leftover food. That's an unusual situation. And so he returned home to his father. And while his father was a long way off, Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. And I just want to stop there. First point I want to make in considering the fathers, I want to give you five tools, men, to put into your internal toolbox, into the toolbox of life. Verse 17 says, when he came to his senses. In the Greek, it means when he got smart. When he woke up to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare and here I am starving to death? You see, the father had treated everyone very well. Slaves, hired servants, they had more than enough. You see, most masters would extract as much as possible from their servants and their slaves to what? To increase his profit. But not this father. He was more than generous, not only to his son, but to his servants. Do you know that the father in heaven is more generous to us, his servants. So here's the first point. The first thing I want you to put into your toolbox is generosity. Be generous be a generous man and to be generous means to be open-handed being liberal not restriction be open-handed in life to all people men we are called to be generous psalm 112 verse 4 says this light shines in the darkness for the go- for the godly because they are generous compassionate and righteous do you know that when you are generous in life to others and obviously to those who may deserve it or may not you're shining light you're a shining light you're an example people see you generosity is the ability to give open-handedly in a simple way how can you be generous you can be generous with your time you can be generous with your praise you can be generous in helping hand. you see when we think of perhaps generosity people think of financial type of situations but let me say this the financial aspect of generosity is limited because it can be replaced and it can be put forward but generous of time time can never be replaced time can never come back to us and so, when we're with one another, if we are generous with one another, then that is an investment for life. You know, in our busy day, even if we were to be at a shopping center and we see someone struggling and you know you've got to get home to do something, if you were to be generous with your time and help, your light shines for all to see men, fathers, Be generous with your time. Here's the second one. So, when he got up and went to his father, but while he was a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. The father was filled with compassion. That means to be moved inwardly in here it's not a head thing it's a heart thing deep within us when we see a situation and we're moved we should move towards it you know the son did the wrong thing he broke covenant with the father he he said i wish you were dead the son disowned the father i want my inheritance What a selfish, self-centered, obnoxious child this boy was. But the father was moved inwardly with compassion and mercy. And it says here that the father ran towards the son. He ran towards him. Why? Because he could see him. And he could see his state. He was in raggy clothes. Maybe he had sores on his face. There was obviously no shoes or sandals on his feet. And he was probably as skinny as a stick. And the father sees him and he runs to him. He runs to him like he's never run before. In fact, in the original language, it says that he raced towards his son. Why did he do that? Why would he race towards him? When just a little time ago, he says, I wish you were dead, Dad. The son son is waiting at the edge of the village. And the father runs. Why does he wait at the edge of the village? It doesn't say it there, but listen to this culturally. There is a ceremony called the kazaza. It is the cutting off. And it would be performed when a Jewish boy lost his inheritance to a Gentile. He would not even be allowed to return to the community of people within the village. The father sees his son a long way off and he runs to him. Because he knows that the community of people that this boy has harmed will say to them, we are cutting you off. We want nothing to do with you. You brought us hardship. But the father, the father runs to him. This is what the community would do. As the boy would wait on the edge, they would grab clay pots and they would smash them at the boy's feet. And they would say, we want nothing to do with you because you have taken from us and now you want us. What a community to live in. But the father ran to him. He ran to his son because of compassion. Can I ask you this, sons, have you ever made a mistake that you regretted in your life? Men, have you ever made a mistake that you've regretted in your life? You've said the wrong thing, you've done the wrong thing, and you think that you cannot be restored. But here we have a picture of a Father and our Heavenly Father who wants to run to us to stop all those who don't want to receive us. And he wants to embrace us because he has compassion and he was moved inwardly. I can imagine when that father ran to him, the son's heart had probably skipped a beat. Can you imagine the mental state of this boy? Can you imagine the questions in his mind? Have you ever had those questions in your mind? Will they forgive me? Will they care for me? Will they want me? What will they think of me? What will happen now? Where will I go? What will I do? Who am I now? I don't know. I have no connection. All those things were in the boy's mind as he took the long journey home. I'm sure we've all been there to some degree on that long journey journey home can God forgive me will God think less of me will God restore me does God have a plan for my life and the answer is yes 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 because he loves us this boy and he sees the father and he runs to the son And he threw his arms around him. Because that, folks, is acceptance. Acceptance. In that moment, before anyone else could get to him, he ran to him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Do you know what I like to do to Alex every now and then? I like to grab him. And i like to kiss him on the cheek and he hates it but i love it maybe he doesn't hate it acceptance favorably received men fathers who do you need to favorably receive you see the multiple actions by this father showed acceptance. Multiple actions. Our responsibility as men and father is to accept the broken-hearted, the damaged person, those who think they don't deserve it any longer. But that's our responsibility as men and fathers. Luke 15 verse 22. Listen to this, but the father said to his servants, quick, as fast as you can, run, bring the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandal on his feet. Why? Because he was restoring him as a son. You see, it's one thing to accept people, but it's another thing to restore people. Restore them to their original position, their place where they want to be. It is to set in order, that's what it means, restoration, to set in order and to repair. And this was done on the outside of the village. That's extraordinary. He was restored before he even came into the village, so that when he came into the village, they would think and believe that everything was well. The Father had gone before them. Restoration. Men, it's our job to have compassion, to restore, to repair. But here's something else. In Luke chapter 15, verse 28, we have the older brother. I have two older brothers who are not with me anymore, but I remember my older brother's. And this is what it says, the older brother became angry and refused to go in because the father had called for a celebration. He was angry, angry with him. Not long before my brother passed away, John, who is seven years older than me, we'd been to see my eldest brother, who's 13 years older than And we had a time of reunion and seeing each other and i'm driving back and my brother john he said to me he said you know i'm angry with you i mean we're growing men we've been sitting in a car for four hours and we're about 15 minutes from home and he says i'm i'm angry with you i said what have i done he said you burnt all my old records that i had and you chucked them away. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, you and dad. He said, I'm, I'm so angry with you. I said, John, I didn't do it. I said, if you want me to replace them, if I can, I'll replace him. But I didn't do it. For 40 years, he had this anger inside his heart. How sad. And I hadn't done anything. Do you know, you can have anger inside your heart and have it all wrong. And this older son had it all wrong. And it ate away at him, this older brother. But listen to this. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. A father, one of authority, one of power, one of respect, is pleading with his son. Do you know what that is? He is advocating for the younger son. He's an advocate. He's calling to one side. He takes his... his oldest son and he takes him to one side and he speaks closely to him do you know that the holy spirit is called the advocate who comes close by and he speaks to us But the oldest son closed his heart so what's a father supposed to do what are you supposed to do in a situation like that you know, this father is incredible. When you think of everything that he has done, giving, giving that inheritance, compassion, there's forgiveness wrapped up in there, restoration. He's advocating for this relationship of brothers. What does the father do? He does what only the father can do. He shows that he is no respecter in the family. Do you know, I have seen some family families where they will favour one son and not favour another son. It's just so sad. This oldest son sees the generosity of the father to the youngest son who's wasted, created stress and anxiety within the community and pressure that he's obviously had to bear. What does the father do? He does what only the father can do. Listen to this. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. The first thing that the father shows to the youngest son is generosity And the first thing that he shows to the eldest son is generosity. Everything I have is yours. And the youngest son is probably standing there. Everything I have is yours. You see, that's what our heavenly father is. It doesn't matter if you're the youngest or the oldest or if you're in the middle or estranged. He will always give you generosity because that's the attributes of the father. And these are the things that we need men to have in our life as we walk through life. Because there are going to be some people who you may think, they don't deserve my generosity. That's not the point. How can we bridge a gap unless we show generosity? How can we bridge the gap if there is no compassion? How can we bridge the gap if there's no acceptance, if there's no restoration, if there's no advocacy amongst us? Because our Heavenly Father shows us how to live as men and fathers. And the first step is to be generous. Be absolutely generous. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.